0: Hola, bonjour, hello. Let me ask you a question. Do you think it's possible to have a word language class where instead of teaching the language, the rules, and the vocab, you and your students use the language to enjoy learning about each other and the world? I hope your answer is a big yes, because that's exactly what you will discover inside Growing With Proficiency, the podcast. My name is Claudia Elliott, a Spanish teacher born and raised in Colombia, who is as passionate as you are to support our learners to grow in their proficiency and cultural competence. My goal is that in this podcast, you find clarity, strategies, ideas, and inspiration that you can bring into your classroom the next day. Are you ready? Get comfortable while I grab my cafecito colombiano, and let's start this conversation now. Hola, bonjour, hello. Welcome to Growing With Proficiency, the podcast. In this new episode, I have a special guest. and is my friend, a Spanish teacher from Colombia, so the whole thing, we've been sharing cafecitos both of us, so it's perfect. So I have today with me Angela Johnson. So Angela is a Spanish teacher. She teaches in Atlanta, but I decided to invite Angela because I've been talking a lot lately about second language acquisition and strategies and all this theory. But when that comes to practice, it's a different talk. So what I wanted to talk today is about the real talk, the experience of a Spanish teacher in the classroom with the constraint that we don't only or we don't all share. Like for example, following a textbook, having to be a curriculum, being in a in a in a department Where not everybody is on the same boat or doesn't have the same approach, where you can feel like sometimes lonely. So that's why I invited Angela. Angela is part of my community, Growing with Proficiency, the Spanish Teacher Academy. And I've seen so much grow in her. And I'm super excited about her journey and what she has to share today. So, Angela, Welcome to Growing With Proficiency, the podcast. Thank you so much for accepting our our invitation. And I wanted to start telling us a little bit about your first month as a high school Spanish teacher here in the United States.
1: Good morning, everybody. Uh, Thank you, Claudia, for inviting me here today. So I am going to tell you a little bit about my story. So I was a preschool teacher in a private school in Colombia. And then when I moved to the United States 21 years ago, I was teaching Spanish in an elementary school, in a private school. Uh, but then things happened, and my husband asked me to consider moving to the public setting because of the retirement plans and because of my future. and. That kind of like made me change path. So I applied in private schools and I got a job at Atlanta Public Schools in high school. One, supposedly one of the best high schools in the uh, district. Um, I started late working in this school because the teacher apparently quit a few weeks before the start of the school year. So when I was hired, the kids started, I was hired on a Thursday
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the kids started working on that Monday. But since I needed to do all my paperwork, I started working on that Wednesday after. Okay. So I started working. Um, the first thing that struck me was the size of the class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had uh, between 30 to 35 students in that class. Um, and I was like kind of like, I don't know how to manage this amount of students. I was used to smaller classes and little kids. So little kids do whatever you ask them to do. Here I'm with high school with completely different personalities. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to be here. They were bigger than me. They were taller than me. <laughs> and I was a little intimidated.
0: A little to say the least, right? (laughs) Like a little to say the least because I came to the United States and and I started teaching. I don't know why I said yes, but I started teaching and it wasn't only that they're bigger than me because they were absolutely and taller than me, but also kind of like the cultural shock, like they the way that they talk. I mean, even if, if I understood English, I didn't understand their English. It was Kind of like, oh my gosh, where am I, what I'm going to do? Uh, so, okay. So tell me a little bit about those first w- days in that high school.
1: So when I got there, they gave me a textbook. They mm-hmm. didn't give me any materials. They just gave me a teacher edition of a textbook.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
1: say, this is what you need to cover. And mm-hmm. that was it. And I was thrown into the classroom. hmm so I said, I, I know how to do this. I have been a teacher for too many years right now. I can do this. So I started like reading the textbook and I got the things. And since the team where I was working was extremely 100% traditional, mm-hmm. their suggestion was just like make copies of the worksheets and go from there. Mm-hmm. So since I, I, that was their advice, that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. And that first week, one girl stood up to me and like on my face and say, please don't talk to us in Spanish. Mm -hmm. We don't like Spanish. And I was completely intimidated by this girl. Mm -hmm. Then two days after, I had similar situation with two boys. So at the end of that week, I was... I cry all that week because I say, I I think I cannot be a teacher. I am not meant to do this. So it questioned me. It made me question
0: my career path. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so sad, Angela? Because I think, and and you have 16 years of experience before. So this is 16 years of experience, some years in Colombia, some years here in the United States. And you still have questioned that. Now, what, what I want everybody to listen to us right now is we are all in that, on that, in that same boat. We have experienced those classes, no matter how many years of experience we have, right? Like, no matter how many years we have been teaching. And, and I think one of the, one of the sad parts is that we all start, most of us, some, some of, some of you may be super lucky to be in a department where it's like really supportive that they give you as a Spanish teacher, or French teacher, or Chinese teacher, a different path and a different entry. But most of us are like Angela, right? Like here is the textbook, follow it. And you think, okay, they know how to teach a language class. So this is what I'm going to do. And then you start feeling so frustrated thinking, thinking that is you, thinking that the problem is us or maybe the students. And the reality is that our language classes are so different. What our students need to acquire a language is so different than what the textbook is. But they made the same thing, not that the textbook is kind of like a resource. No, it's the thing. It's the thing that you need to follow page by page workbook by workbook and then that's how we start doing and then we struggle and then we just don't have the tools so how were you able to move from that to say okay i think i can do this <coughs> this is something that i can i can uh, you know embrace and and grow and this is going to work for me
1: so after like i believe 3 months that I was into this, doing the worksheets and doing these extensive tests that mm-hmm. they, like I have a, a co-teacher working with me. She taught the same level. So we planned together and everything. And since she said, I have been here for too many years, don't worry about the tests or anything. These are the tests. And it included the four language skills, listening, reading, writing, and speaking on the same test and I was like, okay. But then after three months of me doing this and following what they were doing, I said, this is not working for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I said, I'm going to pretend I am still in my little kids class. Mm-hmm. How do I start with them? And it kind of do the TPRS kind of thing, but with mm-hmm. flashcards. Mm-hmm. So I started creating my flashcards. I started mm-hmm. looking for pictures on google or or making uh, the images of the textbook bigger and creating flashcards with those pictures so in one flashcard i had the picture on the other flashcard i had the word and i started playing games with those mm-hmm. so i started playing kind of like charades and kind of playing the matching game where they needed to match the word with the picture and like after maybe a whole unit after i did I used this strategy of like bringing things in a lower pace. The girl that stood up to me that first week telling me not to talk to her in Spanish and not to teach her Spanish came to me. And she said, you know what, Ms. Johnson, you are the first teacher that I'm learning Spanish from.
2: Oh, that's awesome. And
1: that was like my like I won the lottery that day.
0: Yeah. And I think, and I think that is when we, but, but it took, you know, it took from you to take a risk and to say, I'm not going to do what everybody's doing in my school because it's not working for me. Maybe it worked for them, but it's not working for me. So I'm going to just take a risk and I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do TPR and I'm going to just go with this. And I don't know how it looks for high school. I don't know how that's going to work in my class. But what I was doing, it wasn't working. (laughs) So I'm going to try something different. And then you get one student who says, and like, do this affirmation for you. This is working for me. And say, okay, let's move on. And that, Angela, I think that is one of the biggest steps that we need to take sometimes is just get out of that and say, what else? And that is the curiosity part that I feel it has helped me and served me a tonne. To, so I can grow. Okay, so now you're feeling better in your class. You're doing a lot of TPR in your class. You're doing a lot of the things that you were doing with the little kids. And then it's just so funny because sometimes the strategies work, right? Like the strategies, no matter if they're little kids, they're big ones, some of the strategies work and TPR work in all the levels. Now you're feeling better and more comfortable, but then you made the decision to join the Spanish Teacher Academy. So, what made you like in your comfort? You were doing better, right? Like you were doing better in your class. What made you say there is there is still more? There is still more that I can do. There is still more that I can do in my class. What made you like made that change? So
1: I say, okay, I'm doing things. I was mixing the traditional mm-hmm. with with whatever I was kind of like doing. But then I started like Googling things or exploring things. And then I found the World Language Teacher Lounge
2: mm-hmm.
1: that they offer like free conferences. And mm-hmm. I say, okay, I'm going to join this and see what's in there. And I remember in this uh, World Language Teacher Conference, I believe it was during the summertime. Mm-hmm. And then I saw they were tons of presenters, but the ones that were there that kind of like stuck into my experience where uh, Berta delgadillo Meredith white and then it was you mm-hmm. and then I I started following the three of you into different social media outlets and I started like implementing little by little things mm-hmm. I want everybody to also remember when we will when we go to a workshop, mm-hmm. the person can share with us 30 different ideas, 30 different strategies. And then I started following you like for a whole year. And then I saw that you offered the academy. And I say, okay, I think I need to do this because what I have seen while following you through Instagram has given me some ideas. You share your experiences, you share your resources. And I say, I want want this. So I joined the academy. And the only thing I have to say is that it is the best thing because <laughs> you, you only not share materials with us. You share experiences, you share resources, you share everything. So I started also doing one thing at a time from the things you mm-hmm, share.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So the first thing I started doing was incorporating those stories into my classes, mm-hmm. so throughout the academy, you share with us every month like three to four stories mm-hmm. that, and with all the resources that come with them. And I started implementing those according to the curriculum because I still have to follow a textbook. So I incorporate. I started incorporating those stories and making them more like real life experiences for the students. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes the textbook does not give us the connection mm-hmm. with the with the life of the students right now. Some mm-hmm. of those textbooks are published from ten years ago, eleven mm-hmm. years ago, and things have changed completely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I use your stories, and I started incorporating those, and I saw a change. On my students like their attitude has changed i i cannot say that i don't have students that still come with a nasty attitude or or that have a bad behavior in my class Mm -hmm. because i'll be a liar but i think in general overall i can say their mentality has changed and they come to class And they are excited about what we are
0: doing in the class. What do you think is that? What do you think in bringing stories to your class and kind of like being more intentional of, and, and I really like what you're saying about, I have to follow a textbook. I have to have a curriculum. I still have my textbook. There is going to be an assessment in my school. So I have to do that. So what I'm doing is taking one thing, one thing, and bringing it to my class getting better at that thing and then i add one more thing so the first thing was stories why do you think your students are reacting so well to these stories
1: because i think they can relate to mm-hmm. them so when they have a connection i think you can you can have them engaged in mm-hmm. the activities mm-hmm. after i i started like following your stories I also, another strategy that you share with us, what the gallery walk. Mm -hmm. And that gallery walk has also helped me and helped my students because I teach 90-minute blocks. Yeah, me too. And teaching 90 minutes is is a lot.
0: It is a lot.
1: And you cannot have high school students seated for 90 Mm -hmm. minutes because I have already students that have fallen asleep in my class. Mm -hmm. I have students that they take their cell phones and they start Mm -hmm. like watching videos in the Mm -hmm. middle of my class. So gallery walk is also another thing that I kind of like married to this
0: last school year. Mm -hmm. So, So you have stories, you have gallery walk and those little things, right? Like it just really make a change, but it's not because I do it once. Right. Like it's not just doing one thing once is keep doing it. And I think that is what being part of a community, whatever is your community is going to help us is having this consistency. Is that having this support? Because sometimes it doesn't work. So when it doesn't work, when you go to a conference and then you learn a strategy and then you come to your class and you bring that strategy and it doesn't work. You're like, okay, it didn't work. That's it. But when you're part of a community, it doesn't work or it's not working great. You come back and say, so it didn't work. What do you think? And then you have this group of teachers who are going to give you feedback? You're going to give it support. We're going to give like more ideas. So, and I think what is has been great for you, Angela, is that you're showing up. Like you come to all most of our meetings, most of our live sessions, and you have questions, but not only you are in the exploring is a, a part like I think the exploring part was maybe the first few months. And now you're in the creating, the building things where you are taking all these things that you're learning in the academy and make it yours, right? Like make it that works for your students with the gallery and what them, uh, with the stories. Now let's talk about next school year. What are the things that you're planning that you really feel you kind of like touch a little bit this school year, but you want to really get into more in the next school year.
1: So I think uh, I only one another strategy that you share with us um, in one of our sessions was stations. Mm-hmm. And I only had the opportunity to do it this last school year once with my mm-hmm. students. And it worked perfect. And I incorporated like different things. So I did one game, one vocabulary thing, one listening activity, one writing thing. So I incorporated kind of different things. And on the end of the year survey, the students said that they loved that activity, that it was really meaningful for them, and that they want me to do more of those this Mm -hmm. next school year. So I am going to marry my third thing. So I am already married to the stories. I am already married to the gallery walk. And then I'm going to try to incorporate more stations during my lessons. Uh, next year, I'll be teaching Spanish 4 and Spanish 5 and 6. Oh, wow. So, so it's like a lot of like preps, but Spanish 4, I taught it this last school year. So I am almost ready for next year. But during my Spanish 5 and 6, I'm going to start creating the stories I kind of like look, scan through the curriculum to see what is their uh, content, and I'm going to start creating stories, and I'm going to start creating more stations, and I'm going to see how it goes.
0: I'm so excited for you, Angela, because, you know, you have been teaching in total for how many years? This will be my 27th. 27th year, I hear you excited about next school year. I hear you that, okay, I know what is working in my class. I'm using stories, using real events, using making those connections with my students work really well. Having them do these gallery walks, having them work in groups and in stations is working for me. And all that is making you excited about the next school year. I am Super honored to that you have chosen to be part of our academy in the Spanish Teacher Academy. Uh, and I am excited to see how you are impacting your students and how that is giving a gift to your students, not only about the language, but also about the cultural competence that sometimes, many times, especially when we have, you know, some textbooks that doesn't allow this space to bring this cultural component that should be the center. Uh, So I'm super excited for you, Uh, Angela. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation, for sharing and being vulnerable about those moments when you felt like, oh, this is not working for me, to really gain a different perspective and being part of the academy. And I just cannot wait to see you in the academy in the next school year and see what you can do in your class.
1: And Claudia, I have to say that all the time that you spend preparing things for us is extremely like, I, I am grateful for that because not only you prepare materials that are already done for us, but you take time to do different sessions. Uh, for example, those planning sessions are like, I, I mark them on my calendar. Because I cannot miss those because we are all there to share and to help each other. So Mm -hmm. you are our big host (laughs) and you are like the star of the show. But I believe every member Mm -hmm. is there to help each other. So you are not alone. I don't feel alone. Like I am so grateful to be part of this academy because I know I can say uh, my next unit is X, Y, and Z. I am lost. I don't know where to begin with. And you are there to kind of like, okay, I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to guide you, and we are going to do this together. All your ideas, all your time
0: is precious. Thank you oh, so much, Angela. You're welcome. It just, it, it just, uh, we had a great live uh, session at the end of the school year. And it was just this great moment where I felt super inspired and motivated to keep working because it was teacher after teacher saying that, like, I'm not feeling alone anymore. I see results in my class. And even when I have a bad day, I, I know that I have a support system. So the invitation is for you to, of course, check out the Spanish Teacher Academy, because I believe it's like the best thing that we can do for Spanish teachers Because it's, you know, it's content that is relevant for our classes as Spanish teachers. But even if you want to look at a different community, I think being part of a community as teachers is so important because what we do is hard. But when we have a support system, when we have a group of teachers who are, have the same mindset, who wants to impact your students, eh, Is going to make our life better. And it's going to be something like Angela just said, I don't feel alone. And that will make the whole difference. So thank you for listening, Angela. Thank you again for coming to the podcast. And I hope that you have an incredible school year. Again, if you want to check out the academy, I want you to go to growingwithproficiency.com forward slash academy to find out more information. And if you're listening here and it's open, this is your time. And if you're listening and it's closed, get into the waiting list because this is a, a, a community that is always working to help you as a Spanish teacher. So have a great day. Have a great evening. And nos vemos pronto. Ciao, Bye. ciao.
2: Bye, ciao, ciao.
0: Ciao, ciao. Gracias, Angela.